Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to a new episode of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. This week, Steve and I are going to be talking about conflict management. And conflict management is something that um, many businesses and many executives are are struggling with in getting coaching in. And what we thought we would do today is have a little discussion about what conflict management is in a, in a traditional sense and and then move on to a discussion about well how does it look like to us from the inside out perspective and then we can maybe compare the two approaches and 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 see what what falls out of that how does that sound to you steve it sounds fine to me auntie um, i must say conflict management obviously applies to business obviously but i imagine it applies to friendships and relationships and i guess much of what we might be talking about might also apply to to anyone that's ever found themselves in conflict basically yes absolutely um and you're totally right somehow just uh for me when i hear conflict management i never think about uh you know social relationships that you know between me and my wife it it, it, it doesn't sound like the, the what i'm used to thinking but of course you know fundamentally it is the same thing when i think about it so so yeah um you you looked at some things uh um um online about what are the kind of most more common strategies for for dealing with and and um how would i say uh dealing with and then solving problems related to conflict management so would you would you care to give us a little brief overview on, on what you've read Yes, I did a little search on managing conflict in the workplace and I haven't taken down the the web addresses, so apologies to the people that created this wisdom. I I went to about three websites and I just copied and pasted a little bit of info, which I will share in a moment. But my first kind of sense of it is some of this is obvious, some of it isn't, some of it might even be not very good advice but it just it feels like an awful lot of things to think about mm. anyway so here's um here are eight things that we could do um when it comes to conflict management talk with the other person focus on behavior and events not on personalities listen carefully identify points of agreement and disagreement prioritize the areas of conflict Develop a plan to work on each conflict. Follow through on your plan. Build on your success. That that's that looks like a classic kind of workplace um, agreement, doesn't it? I can't imagine that working in a in a marriage. I really can't. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it sounds very much like um, all the the corporate uh, trainings that I had over the years when I worked at Nokia and Hewlett Packard. Um, you know, many things, and they all sound great. There's just things you need to do. And yes. uh, and the the trouble seems to be so many times that, well, for one reason or another, it just it doesn't occur to us, or even if it does occur to us in the moment, we just don't want to do it. 
so 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 yeah a lot of the a lot of the there's a lot of there's a lot of good advice there it's i guess the key key thing is well how do you get people to do it without um getting too caught up in their heads about it so here's another here's another um six things that i kind of copied um some of which may sound less wise uh use business-like language don't personalize or internalize disagreements repeat your opponent's words aloud be open to compromise find a mediator expect conflict expect mm. conflict i quite like that i guess because life is a contact spot as sydney banks is yes famed to be um famed to have said i love the uh, this word opponent even that language it sounds like uh, we're already we're gonna we're fighting here yeah, exactly. We're, we're getting ready to battle. Yeah, and 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 the end result is not really like to resolve a conflict, but to but to uh, win the other person over to our point of view. Yes. So I'll give you five more, and then and then and then, we maybe we can comment on this a bit more, or talk about an inside-out understanding perspective. Sounds great. Define acceptable behavior. This is. Um, don't assume things. Hit conflict head on. Pre this is about prevention, if, mm. po if at all possible. Understand the what's in it for me factor. I guess that's about um, listening from their point of view. Mm. The importance factor. Is it important? Is it not important? Can I let this go? And then view conflict as opportunity. Mm. Some of these, some of these pieces of wisdom. There's quite a lot of wisdom in in it, and some of it might be contradictory in the, in a particular moment. That's what I'm kind of feeling, but a lot of it still feels um, a lot of things to think about. Yeah, I'm 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 totally with you that I think so many of these things have, uh, they've been distilled from from good experiences, and then. Um, uh, who you know the, the the author or whoever the researcher they've taken that form that happened to work in that one instance say like all you need to do is this um, and 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 like you say there's a lot of wisdom there but it really does seem like a lot of things to remember uh, and I and, and my problem with this is that ultimately we're talking about something like a connection between two people that's what com I mean it's like there's a conflict between two people yes. um, and and we've discussed earlier with you that we can't really ever connect to another person we can only disconnect that we're all naturally connected and and the more thinking we have is 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 that's how we disconnect our, our the more thinking we have that's that's the disconnecting force and and so uh in many ways this is the this is the contradiction with a lot of this advice uh, for me is that we're we're trying to get people to connect by uh getting them to think more which usually just leads to more more disconnect because we're not really hearing them because we have too much on our minds we have to all oh, have to do this i have to do that i have to do that yes i wrote down um thinking assumptions meanings agenda all of these things are kind of playing in our minds whilst we're speaking to somebody mm. Yeah, in, in those lists that you mentioned, the, the three lists, I think the, the, the ones that I, I really liked uh, were the ones that didn't involve 
doing and remembering. But they, they just kind of point it to a more general mindset. For example, um, expect conflict or, or, or you know, uh, I, I forget what the other ones were. But that to me is that, that that's, a, that's, a, that's more useful because then we're not trying to make it a certain way. We're like, well, if conflict comes, it comes and we're not going to try to avoid it, that we're open to it. And I think that's, um, that might help some people be, be more open and honest in that moment rather than you know being being shocked by the fact that now now, now we have conflict instead of um, a resolution one of the points was view conflict as opportunity yes that was a good one yeah that was the, another one i had in my mind yes thanks for saying that what what is conflict it, what actually is conflict would you like to speak about that because maybe you know, people are working together. They they're aiming towards a particular goal. Hmm. Where does this conflict come from? I hmm. mean, you're saying expected. It's natural. So obviously, when people kind of interact with each other, there's a conflict in a marriage, at work, maybe even in somebody's own mind. They could have a yeah. conflict. So, w- would you like to speak about conflict for a, for a few moments? That if that I, seems helpful. I, I think that's a, that's a fantastic place. Really go to the to the to the to the root and and see what we find there. So so I like this very much. Um, yeah. So so what is conflict? Um, I suppose conflict is just um, having thinking each each side having thinking um, that they identify with that they've given meaning. And, and the meaning of those two things seems to be in, in somehow contradiction with one another and uh, and, and we need to, to choose one or the other or, or find a joint way out of those two. Um, I don't know, how does that sound to you? So are you talking about a disagreement? In, in some ways, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could just be conflict, you know, like one person wants to stay home, one person person wants to go out, you know, for instance. Or, or one person wants to expand to a new market, while the other person thinks that they should double down on on, on the market that they have. You know these kind of things. Um, so it's a different way of achieving the same end. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, that could be a good way to put it. Yeah. Could it come from? I mean, I also wrote down insecure thinking. Uh, perhaps it's acting on insecure thinking. Um, uh, maybe I feel that you are not working hard enough and if you don't work hard enough maybe my position is under threat or maybe I'll be doing my job less well because I have to I have to do what you're doing and what I'm doing so maybe mm. I feel under threat yeah maybe there's a there's a there's a fear Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's a that's a great point. That there a lot of times it is fear, uh, fear of the unknown, fear of what what something might lead to, uh, and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I think I've worked in organisations where I didn't like somebody. You know, I just I just didn't get on with that person. I just didn't like their personality. I, I you know they may have been good at their job, but I didn't get on with them. Mm. And maybe. I'll be in conflict with that person. A strange sense of humor, a different political view, a different... Uh, maybe I think they're rude. 
you know, it, it's um, against my own personal culture, as it were. Mm, mm. And I guess conflict comes from from just people actually being different. Mm. But but that, but is that conflict? I, I wonder that last point. That that is it is it is it is it really like the, the like a source of conflict just because they're different? That they, you know you don't necessarily feel um, you know close to them. I'm thinking, let's say there's two people in the office. Yeah. One person I get on with, I will, then I'm sort of drawn to. Another person kind of irritates me. There's a there's a there's a problem um, in what I'm doing, and I need to. I, if I talk to the person I'm getting on with, I, I see more I see more open to sort of be able to talk about talk about it share mm -hmm. it kind of maybe just kind of be a bit more sort of vulnerable with that person the person i'm i don't like i might find that more difficult with and then it so i don't really fully speak out i don't fully talk about what's going on for me maybe i just don't even talk to the person and so there's a conflict happening they may not know about it and it might be happening within me and i'm just kind of speaking off the top of my head i'm just thinking sometimes when we don't like somebody it creates disturbance or, or troubled thinking. So, it, so mm. it may well not be conflict that I don't like that person. It's just often, sometimes it's just easy to talk with some people rather than others. And and so when something escalates, it, it can mm. escalate worse yeah. with somebody I don't care for. It may be another reason why I don't like them because they they're thinking like this. You know, I'm not sure. I'm just there's there's probably hundreds of ways that we can kind of uh, dissect what conflict is. Perhaps mm. from an inside-out understanding point of view, we we all create separate realities, and maybe conflict is just one way that that sort of truth is manifested. My reality bumping into your reality. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh and I think that's what it is that, you know, we, we all have thinking about, you know, people, events, whatever it might be. And, and through that, we create an experience. Um, and, and we cement that experience when we start to give certain thoughts meaning. And then if I've given meaning that, for example, we need to prioritize this and the other person feels we need to prioritize something else, then, then we might have conflict. And then sometimes it's... Um, you know, we might have different personality types. That the one person wants to attack a problem very aggressively head on. Another person wants to um, figure out um, a softer, gentler way of solving it without it ever having coming to a conflict. And 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 these kind of things can can manifest. So yeah, yeah, I like I like very much what you're saying there. Maybe conflict is um, a form of not listening, as well. Um, somebody mm. might be saying something and I might give it a meaning and it may not have that meaning mm. or I might think that, that they have an agenda or, or as, as I said I know myself particularly I'm quite wedded to my way of doing things that might sound a strange thing to say or maybe it's obvious but I like to do things my way and if somebody wants to do things a different way sometimes I find it difficult to let go of my way and do it theirs yeah. In fact, sometimes I I want to uh, maybe I want to be quiet and they want to be um, loud and 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 brash or forceful. 
Mm. Or maybe I want to reflect and they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Hmm. So, where would we, where would you start unraveling this from the uh, the the inside out perspective? Well, I think I, for myself personally, I'm listening to myself. I'm listening to what I'm thinking. I'm li- I'm noticing that as a, a conflict is arising, I'm noticing agitation towards the other person. I'm noticing that we we we, we seem to be in disagreement. We we don't seem to be achieving what we both want to achieve. I'm kind of, I guess I'm noticing a dis a disconnect, a discord, a conflict. Hmm. And I'm, I'm maybe maybe I might be curious about. Oh, I wonder how that's happened. I wonder what I can do to um, to alleviate this. I wonder how I can listen to this person in a different way. I wonder. What, what, mm. I, wonder I wonder why this is challenging me. I wonder why it's challenging them. You know, sort of a a, a curiosity. I, I guess I, I might mm. start there uh, from a. From a, like a, an individual point of view, I, I'm not sure in terms of like being in charge of people. I don't really know what I might do there, other than make space to be curious and listen to them. Mm. I, I like curiosity, and ha- curiosity can manifest in in lots of ways. It could be manifest in a meeting. Let's let's have a talk about this. Let's listen to everybody. Let's hear. Let's everybody speak. Mm, yeah, absolutely, uh, and and I'm with you. I think uh, when I look at it, um, it, it seems to be that the number one thing is to understand that we all live in separate realities, and 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 we have different thinking, and we've given different meaning to to different thoughts, and and so so that's kind of what's what's making us pull in in different directions, and uh, so the second step that um so that's kind of like the the foundation that's like you know behind everything and and for me the second step is is, is like you said it's like when we follow our curiosity and really um get curious about the other person um and 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 what they're seeing like you know how does the world look to them and 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 what would wonderful look like do you don't do you know what i mean um i think even just having that kind of a conversation a lot of times uh, in, a, in a in a manner that the other person feels feels heard, they feel that there's a there's an there's a connection. They feel that they're not being judged. That they can, you know, really really express whatever is is on their mind. And a lot of times when we when we do that, then then a lot of the fears that we have, um, the fears were they're based on 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 unknowns, that things that we don't know, and we're afraid of them because we don't want to explore them. So in that conversation, through curiosity and, and openness and trust, um, many times we can simply explore what the other person is afraid of and, and look at them from their perspective and then perhaps compare perspectives and, and see what's really driving their decision. Because so many times we hide behind uh, facts and figures, even though ultimately every decision is, a, is an emotional at, it, at its core. Yes, I, I'm thinking. 
from a personal point of view, I am happy to be vulnerable with another person in relationship, in friendship. But I can imagine in a workplace where there's a more macho sort of um, culture, a, a sort of pretending that I know everything and I, I don't, there's, I don't have any problems. And there's, it seems, even for men and for women, more difficult place to sort of to to acknowledge that I'm finding this difficult with another person, mm. and I can see how conflict might be more difficult to it might kind of it might take a hold a lot more because people seem less the whole culture of the workspace seems less about vulnerability and openness and more about just finding a way to do it yeah. get it done yeah it's all about the end result and and who cares how we get there and uh, and then uh, maybe a, a misunderstanding that there's only one way to get something done and it's the way that we've always done it or mm. it's the way that the company says we should do things it's uh, it's following the mission statement it's 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 the three steps that get things done it's not like what's the what's wisdom in this moment saying and so there's 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 almost um kind of battling against this culture of of knowing what the right thing to do is and knowing how to behave and and never revealing weakness mm, exactly it's the culture is so strong that there's a there there's a dogma uh on on how you're supposed to behave and act and think and believe uh, and a lot of times that doesn't give us that much freedom to really express ourselves or or explore things in a in a new way than, than what we've done before and also maybe as you said a little earlier conflict looks like win-lose it just doesn't seem to be approached from a win-win perspective mm. how can we both get what we want here if one wins one loses and so there's a fight, there's a there's resistance, there's pressure, there's force, there's trying to persuade, there's there's NLP techniques to sort of um, to win the other person over with arguments, there's strategies, there's there's just there's there's kind of warfare basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of uh, persuasion and manipulation and 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 all this kind of stuff too to get our way and not really get our hands dirty and get our you know you know make sure that we don't get hurt while we're doing it based on a, a the misunderstanding of how life works based on a sense that i am not okay that something is that something is that something is at threat here that i need to do something i need to fix something i need to to make it safe based mm. on that kind of insecure thinking about how life works mm. exactly and 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 what what might happen down the road and how that and we feel fr afraid of that because we feel it has an has an impact on uh you know p potentially on our career prospects or or approval in the eyes of our boss or co-workers and so forth yeah I wonder um, how much of conflict really comes down to uh, a lack of trust between people. Uh, the the reason I say that is is that if we don't feel if we don't trust that the other person 
has has the our best interest and the and the best interest of the firm at heart um and they're they're doing it just for you know the, a short-term gain or, or or a personal gain or, or that their motives are somehow not pure or, or that we trust their we don't trust their ability um i would imagine that 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 is a that is the source of a lot of a lot of conflict well all of that sounds like thinking thinking yeah. about yesterday or an hour ago or a year ago yeah or somebody else in this situation and what they did yeah it's interesting um i i read i think last week um there was a there was a news story that google had studied many of their their own teams internal teams and they found that the that the best performing teams had the highest level of of psychological safety yes and and so um so what that meant is that the the team members felt that they could express themselves and and take take chances and try new things without fearing for bad repercussions for themselves that that mistakes would not be punished of course you know you learn from them and you don't want to do the same mistake again but you know if you try something and it doesn't work out that's fine and if, if you feel that way then then the, those teams tended to be more creative and and achieve more and and it makes perfect sense uh the interesting bit was though that they they saw the the cause of that psychological safety as uh coming from the outside you know that's something that you know the boss could do or yeah. or uh you know the way the the way feedback was given or you know or the way incentives were structured rather than understanding that psychological safety is 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 our default state it's already built in uh, and when we understand that it's all inside out uh, we don't need to change all those things in the internal in the external uh, environment because we all can feel psychological safety no matter what the situation is yes so the, the, the people they had this sense of psychological safety or what I might call okayness mm. and the the study was putting that down to environmental issues or, the, or a, a great boss and you're saying it's not that at all we could have a conversation about psychological safety where it comes from and, and, and that it's innate and within us and maybe that type of conversation would be much more powerful to, exactly. to staff exactly and, and, and most of all it would be so much easier to implement than, than trying to change the culture of an entire company that's that's made up of of tens tens of thousands of, of employees and they have their own ways of doing things um, and rather than you know trying to change all that so that people would feel more psychological safety because we know that that's doomed to fail because that's not where psychological safety comes from we could just point them inside to the source of their experience and 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 everybody could just you know discover it that they're already sitting right in the middle they're sitting basically in a bathtub of psychological safety but they have the power to convince themselves that they're really insecure or, or not safe all the time uh, because everyone else b believes in that paradigm too yeah so is that something if you were in conversation with a CEO is that something that you might might sort of that that's a point that you would make early on to him or her absolutely uh i think it's um some of the conversations that i've had recently with with um business leaders is that they've they've had this um they have this dream this vision that they'd want every employee to be 
uh, a small innovation center to come up with new ideas to be creative and to um, make mistakes too yeah but they never really talk about mistakes but they they what they want so then they're trying to encourage mindfulness and they're trying to change the you know the 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 culture of the company so that it's more forgiving towards mistakes and and they don't necessarily understand that it it's ultimately it's an inside out job and that's the only way really to get get the results that they want so when we kind of like look in that direction and when they see it for themselves then they can also very easily see that's true for the for the people that work underneath them too because ultimately they're humans just as the you know the bosses but what what makes it difficult is that until a person has seen the the inside out nature of life this this is just wordplay and yeah. and you know and you can't point to studies and say you know this is how it works because what we're talking about is the formlessness of a human mind so which means that it cannot be you cannot quantify it you can't you can't point and, and like for example uh you know neuroscientists they can point to brain activity and say like oh this is what happens when a person is feeling stressed but no neuroscientist have, has ever been able to see a thought because you know thoughts are you know they're they don't appear in our brains they appear in our consciousness so it's the that's the that's always the challenge talking about this uh, I found with, with business leaders that you need to really make them see this first for themselves so is that is that your approach then would you actually coach the CEO or business leader would you actually try and get them to taste it for themselves before you wanted to sort of take it out to the to the workforce in general yeah generally yes of course it depends a little bit on the on the nature of the of the meeting and and how we get on and you, you just, i just go with whatever uh my inner wisdom tells me in the moment but generally yes i think the the most powerful way is just um give them a taste of of what it's like and once they see even that tiny glimpse then then they're they're going to see the possibilities and then you know i don't really have to do any of the selling at that point they're going they're going to want to know like how can we give this to everybody else and then I imagine you have um, bosses and worker bees, as it were. They can c kind of come up with these like how-to lists all the time because they'll, they'll just kind of listen in and they'll they'll come up with a plan and there'll be a great ten-step strategy and it'll work perfectly for that moment. And then they will carry on. And then another time will come and they might come up with a different strategy, a different a different way of approaching something. Yeah. And they'll continually tap back into the well of their own wisdom, basically, or, yeah. or, or this greater wisdom that seems to that seems to be able to inspire us and give us fantastic ideas from nowhere. Yeah, if we just listen to it, if we exactly. just wait and notice and notice, don't even have to wait, just notice. Yeah, I, I love how you said that. It's kind of like a like an like an, a well that just keeps giving more and more insights. All we need to do is 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 know where to look. Hmm. So are you, given that you're, you're aware of the insider understanding and you're in conversation with business leaders, are you, uh, are you hopeful about uh, the workplace at, right now or, or uh, do you have some, are you still frustrated with the, with the sort of the self-help, personal development, outside in mantras that get shared all the time? Uh, I want to say um, uh, frustrated. Like it's 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 challenging to kind of get get your voice heard over all the noise, and because it's so different. But at the same time, it's also um, I find that it's a tremendous 
tremendous opportunity to to be heard because it's something so different and oh, and yes. and, I, and i think that the one thing that really appeals to uh, a lot of people is that there's there's really nothing to do and nothing to remember remember and nothing that people need to remember to apply they just need to see a glimpse of it once and and that will start changing them like that process of change that will you know th th and they'll never lose track of that Hmm, that's lovely, Auntie. Hmm, thank you. So I, it's funny because you you said um, expect it to be a challenge and view the challenge as an opportunity, uh, which is kind of what we were saying when we started talking about conflict. It's funny how a lot of these problems that we face, either as a CEO or CEO or as a coach or as a husband or as a parent or as a sibling, hmm. they're kind of reduced to the same thing in a way it's like it, uh, there's a there's a great quote about problems i think there's, there's something like that the problem isn't that there are problems the problem is not being willing not not expecting that problems should happen yes you know that problems are normal conflict how to how to sh how to spread the word how to get clients how to how to be a better parent they're just they're invitations to to listen, to notice, to to be curious, and then to act from that place. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, I don't know if it was the quote you were thinking, but it, there's a there's a great quote from the parts of the Car Caribbean movies uh, by Jack Sparrow, Captain <laughs> Jack Sparrow, and he said, uh, "The problem is not the problem. The problem is your um, attitude about the problem." Uh, <laughs> and uh, and that's yes. something that uh, the the very moment I heard it, you know, it, it both made me smile, and I had a profound insight as well. Um, that of course, you know, if we expect things to be smooth, then when they're not smooth, that looks like a problem. Whereas, like, if we see that, well, there of course there's going to be bumps in the road whenever you're trying to do something a bit bigger, and and then when they come, you know, you don't see it as a problem. You're just like, well, there was going to be a bump in the road eventually, and now we're just going to deal with it. So it doesn't seem like a problem. It just seems like a small, small bump in the road. That's all it is. And that applies to conflict as much as any other problem. Mm. It does. Well, thank you very much. I think we might have said enough about conflict for now. Yeah. Yeah. Does that seem okay? Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, you know, if if we have uh, you know more thoughts on conflict, or if our listeners have have uh, have questions on on the topic of conflict management, then then please let us know, and uh, we might do a follow up episode sometime in the future. Uh, maybe there might come a time when, uh, after so many episodes, you and I might get into conflict, and people could see what it, what that looked like. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll we'll hash it out, you know, like here live on a podcast sometimes. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> you have you have the three principles of understanding all wrong answer. This is how it is. Yeah, it's like no, Steve. What you're talking about is the fourth principle. We only got three. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Auntie. I've appreciated talking about um, this subject. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Especially especially when we come back to these CEOs, um, business leaders. They, as you said, they're all human beings and they all really want what's best. They yes. want what's best. And it's just 
knowing how to achieve that where that where that best comes from yeah exactly and i think that that's uh that's one thing that still occurs to me is that even that person that you that you know you might think is like oh they're they're selfish or they just want all the glory or you know there's somehow you know somebody that you don't like um underneath all that they're they're just like you and me and and they just have thinking about certain things that's causing a lot of that behavior and once we get to know them when we see we see what's really happening and 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 especially when they see what's happening you know it, it kind of all becomes irrelevant that that's not really who they are it's just the you know the best thinking that they had in the moment and that's what they were doing they were doing the best they could given the thinking that they had in that moment exactly yeah. that's true of everybody and the more we can remember that the more useful i think the easier our lives will be at work or at play or at home mm. just somebody is behaving and they're acting on their thinking and they're doing the best that they know how in that particular moment even if it's not very good yeah hmm. thank you auntie thank you steve so on to here with a quick recap of today's episode. Uh, from the outside in perspective, the conventional way of looking at conflict management is that there are a lot of behaviors that we need to adapt uh, and things to remember to do. And these usually include listening, talking about the problem instead of the person, focusing on the end result and so forth. And while these are all useful in their own way, uh, they're problematic in the sense that we really often don't think to do them when we're in the middle of a conflict. And even when we do remember to do them, for some reason or another, we don't want to do them or they don't make sense to us. So trying to rely on this uh, on a list of five, or seven or ten different behaviors is not often very useful when we're in the thick of a situation and dealing with conflict. So from on the other hand, from the inside of perspective, um, we start from the premise that we all live in separate realities and, and we're all creating uh, our experience and we're all living in the feeling of our thinking. And from the insider perspective, we see that when we have a lot on our minds, that's when we can't really uh, see the other person as they are or, or, or hear what they're really saying. So the more we have on our minds, the, the less we can hear another person. And of course, the irony here is that the more we thinking we add through things to remember and to do in a, in a conflict situation, we're just adding to the clutter of our thinking. And that only makes it more likely that we're not going to be able to solve the, the conflict in a, in a very productive manner. Finally, I'd like to just point out that uh, conflict is not in itself a bad thing. Uh, even though it's framed that very, very often and we took that perspective in this podcast but conflict can actually be very useful in many instances in terms of clearing the air uh, focusing everybody's attention on a particular problem or priority uh, and energizing people uh, toward a particular outcome so there's a lot of uh, benefit for com conflict as well and, and conflict itself it could be said that conflict itself is not the problem it's how we deal with the conflict that is often the problem so with that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and tune in next Friday with a, for a brand new episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. 
If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.